Hello, everybody. We are so glad that you joined in to the Stronger Marriage Podcast today. Welcome. Today's Thursday. We're a day behind uh, on getting this out, but uh, we are working hard to get it done, and we've been promising a podcast on anger. Yeah, I think you had a few people. Uh, did we bring it up in, in an episode a while back? And, and you had several people ask, hey, when are you going to do that? So We did. And uh, so we're doing it now. And we just thought we'd talk about it. Uh, anger seems to be an issue with a lot of folks. And it is hard on your marriage. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, we were in Dalton, Georgia this past week for a Stronger Marriage Workshop. Had a good turnout, a lot of couples. Um, I enjoyed it tremendously. That's a different part of the world. Everything was green. They had trees. Um, It was just really pretty compared to West Texas. Yeah. Georgia. uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. We kind of crossed the border a little bit. Well, we flew into Chattanooga, spent some time sightseeing over there a little bit. If you haven't flown, if you're a flyer and you hadn't flown post-COVID, they, they, uh, we have a friend that's a pilot. He said it's probably safer to fly now than it ever has been because they do a good job wiping everything down and everybody wore masks. We felt very comfortable flying. Yeah, uh, felt safe, felt comfortable, had a great time. Got uh, parent orientation for Lovett Christian University done right before our trip. Yeah, we got a kid so, in college, the last one. Cooper has officially, uh, is in the middle of his first week. I guess this is the last day of his first week. We are empty nesters, and coming up on a podcast in a few weeks, we're going to talk about the three stages of marriage, which are before kids, with kids, and then after kids. (laughs) And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. not sure where you guys are at, but uh, there are challenges in all three of those, uh, pros and cons in all three of those. And uh, I think there's an old quote that says something about if you can do all three of those stages of marriage uh, with your spouse and get along well, then you've done marriage well. I would agree. So let's talk a little bit about anger. Um, anything made you angry this week? Made me angry this week. <laughs> that wasn't on the, on the I, nose, huh? I mean, I don't think angry. Maybe a little irritated, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Annoyed? I mean, you know. We all get... <laughs> married people get annoyed with one another. Uh, every marriage, there are things that annoy you sometimes about your spouse. And sometimes that brings conflict. Uh, sometimes that can bring bitterness, and we want to be cautious with that. But what we really want to focus on today is anger. And anger itself isn't the problem. Um, it is when we lose control of our anger, when we uh, almost have an out of body experience where we can't control ourselves, we can't control our mouths. Uh, short tempers. Uh, I think it's okay at times to be a little frustrated and a little angry about something, but being in control is really important. Now, if you're a person that's angry all the time, yes, there's some issues there. Something's wrong with that. But there are times when uh, in a family, as a parent or as a spouse, that you may need to go, I'm I'm just kind of angry about everything right now. But uh, being able to be angry and not sinning Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 is a really important thing to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there can be so much damage done in marriages where there is just constant anger. Um, 
Yeah, and we just there's just not any place for screaming and yelling and and name calling. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, cursing, throwing things. Uh, if if you are losing control, if you you or your spouse are losing control, um, that is just not a healthy thing. Where where you just you know screaming and yelling and name calling, uh, throwing things, saying unkind things. Those are angry outbursts, and they hurt your marriage. They do not help your marriage. And, and sometimes even we'll even go as far as saying angry outbursts, meaning sometimes, sometimes it's not even a... Sometimes it may not even be a, a, a lose control short temper thing. Maybe it's just a, a tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we posted uh, a, a while back that about 85% of all conflict in marriage is probably from one or the other spouse just using the wrong tone yeah um tone of voice i mean when you when you know you're angry uh i think it's okay to just say hey i need to i need you to not talk to me for a few minutes or i need to go for a drive or i need to go for a walk around the block before i say or you know do something that i'm going to regret and that is that is perfectly okay and it's good even when you recognize that I'm about to lose my temper right and I need to I need to step back yeah and we have seen personally a lot of marriages damaged and some even ended over a spouse that can't control their temper Uh, that is just a really really hard thing on your marriage on your family if you're a parent and you can't control your temper it is hard on your relationship with your kids and we'll talk about that uh, a couple of things to throw out there. Um, we think it's important to to know what uh, what the Bible says about anger and about love and about uh, relationships. And we're reminded in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 that love is patient, um, which means love doesn't fly off the handle. Uh, love doesn't lose control. Uh, explosive rage and, imi- uh, and intimidation don't They really just don't have a place in marriage. That's not healthy. Yeah. Uh, The Bible is full, full of verses uh, about anger and and not losing your temper. Yeah. In fact, if you were to take your uh, concordance where you just look up the word anger and and it would give you all the verses on anger in the Bible, uh, you would find that uh, the majority of those verses... Uh, speak very negative about anger, uh, especially especially when it comes to having a short temper. Um, another one is uh, James chapter one verse twenty. Anger doesn't bring about the righteous life that God desires. That ought to tell you something about anger. And so those are just a few things we want you to catch. Uh, anger always seems to take you further than you want to go. Uh, I don't know that anybody's ever happy. Uh, after they've got angry and thought to themselves, wow, I'm glad I got angry. No, no. Uh, usually there's a whole lot of regret that comes with losing your temper. Um, you know, once you fly off the handle and you say things that, that you shouldn't have said, um, I mean, you can be so sorry. You can, you can truly, truly be sorry, but you can never take those words back. And the damage is done. You know, you can apologize over and over but you just you just can't undo what you did and um you know i'm I'm reminded of a little activity i did one time teaching bible class had a couple of kiddos come up to the front and i gave them 
each a paper plate and a tube of toothpaste and told them, okay, we're gonna play a game and I want you to squirt all of this toothpaste out onto your paper plate. Well, I'd like to do that. And so That's they did, you know, that, that was great fun. They squirted it all out, had a great time. And I said, okay, now I have a prize for the first one of you who can get all that toothpaste back in that tube. And they just kind of looked at me like, are you crazy? I, we can't put the toothpaste back into the tube. And so my point was, you know, once you say, say words, you can't put them back. You've done damage. And um, so it's best to just, you know, keep control and not have that regret. No one, no one ever says, I'm, I, I really am glad I lost my temper. Yeah. Always regret. Always. Uh, anger is destructive. One of the sad things about anger is, and we'll talk about this, is anger is a, it's passed on, generational. And, and it's not something that you inherit. It's, it's a learned trait. And um, if you are a short-tempered person and you have children in your house, you are going to teach your kids the same type of, of behavior, and you're going to be embarrassed by it. You're, you're going to see them someday blow their top with their kids or uh, with their siblings or whoever it is, and you're going to go, I know where they learned that. Um, because it's a it's a something that's a learned trait somewhere that generational curse has to be broke because that is just not a healthy thing to take place in marriage uh, I remember one time our, our son came in from working a summer job and uh, he made the comment he said wow I said we, we kind of asked him do anything, anything exciting at work today he said yeah my, my boss absolutely went crazy uh lost their temper throwing things screaming and i said oh my goodness he said i've never in my life seen anything like that he said i was fearful uh embarrassed uh for them uh they looked so sad uh because they just out of totally out of control and and i remember that made such a huge effect on him because he looked at that and said, man, I do not want to be like that. Uh, come to find out, when I learned, out, learned about who his boss was, come to find out, I also happen to know their parents really well and know that they have one of the boss's parents also is one that loses their temper and flies off the handle. And I wasn't surprised that it was something that their parent taught them. Uh, anger is one of those things that is just... Man, you just do not want your children to learn that trait. And they will be affected by it. Um, if, if you easily get mad, they're going to be scared to come in and, and possibly talk to you about anything because they don't know if you're, you know, I'm walking on eggshells. Or is, is mom or is dad going to get mad at me? And that's just not healthy in families. Yeah, it's really sad really not healthy at all uh since we're talking about that generational thing you do hear people sometimes that will go yeah i have a short temper but but you know i it's hereditary my dad had a short temper and my granddad had a short temper and and that's really a cop-out uh it is a learned thing that can be fixed and uh to blame something on your dad or your granddad or to blame something on your mom or your grandmother is is kind of sad and i always use this you know when we're talking about this in workshops i always use a silly little story about 
running into an old friend and and he's kind of limping on one leg and dragging it behind him and I ask him what's wrong with your leg and he goes oh I broke it a couple of years ago and I said oh that's terrible did you they weren't able to fix it he goes oh no I never saw a doctor I just drag it behind me (laughs) you know and you'd think man that's about the dumbest thing why and you ask him you know why didn't you see a doctor oh well my dad broke his leg once and he drug it behind him and my granddad he he broke his leg once and just drug it the rest of his life out you'd be going that's the dumbest stuff I've ever heard (laughs) exactly yeah and and so if you're if your parent or your grandparent had a short fuse and you're saying, hey, I have this because they had it, no, that's a, that's a cop-out. It is a learned thing that you can control that you have to learn to get control of. That's right. And so that is important. And it's, and it's not easy. I mean, if you've, if you've grown up around that and you've learned that behavior, uh, it is not easy to unlearn a behavior. And so, you know, if it's if this is a real issue you may need to go see a counselor don't be too proud to go to a counselor and get some good advice on how you can you know get your anger under control um i don't i didn't look up any resources before we started this but man there are there are some good books out there by christian authors on anger um and i would encourage you to to get a book and read a book and work through that yeah. Um, yeah. Find find a counselor. Find a minister. Find a do, somebody. Yes. That do can... whatever it takes to get your anger under control. And uh, you know, I'm I'm reminded that uh, your story about you know, grandma had a broke leg and, and and dad had a broke leg. Anyway, we we just don't want to take responsibility for our anger if if we have an anger issue. It's always uh, somebody else's fault. You know, we always want to blame our anger on someone else. Um, well, they cut me off in traffic, or they were rude to me in the checkout line. Whatever it is, you know, we're always blaming, and it's never really our our problem. Um, I do that sometimes. Yeah, uh, I mean, when t- I get mad at, at when we go to big towns, and I get frustrated with these crazy drivers, and and I think that you know my road rage is caused by some, but really it's me that the road rage yeah. is caused well, by. It's, you e- know. it's easy to do uh, with little things like that, but when it's when it's a constant, you know, uh, we have to take responsibility. And uh, sure, it's it, there's going to be circumstances that are going to cause us to get angry, but we can totally control how we react to those circumstances. So we got to learn how to lengthen our fuse. Yeah. Um, you know, love does not fly off the handle. Love is not touchy. Uh, love is not easily provoked. Touchy as in like uh, uh, short, you know. I think, you know, irritated, yeah. which, which you know, it's, it's common in marriage. But you got to, you just got to watch your words. Uh, watch, you know, watch how you treat each other when you get, when you get annoyed or irritated. <clears throat> so let's talk about uh, three, four, five things that we can do that might help us to control our anger a little bit while okay. we've got a few minutes left. Um and I think we've talked about the first one, but one of the things you have to do is understand how destructive it is instead of trying to um, make an excuse for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand that it is very, very destructive. It is very hurtful. Uh, it will hurt your marriage. It will hurt your kids. Um, it will hurt your relationship. Your, your marriage and your relationship with your kids will never be what it should be 
uh, because it is destructive. And so you've got to understand right off the bat. It's kind of like alcoholism. Until you admit you've got a problem. It's, it's like anything. Until you admit you've got a problem, you've got to admit that there is a problem with a your anger and, and how destructive it is. It hurts others. And those others are the people that you absolutely love the most. Yeah, isn't it funny how we, you know, we'd never talk to a complete stranger the way we talk to the people that live under our roofs with us sometimes. Or a coworker, uh -huh. or even a neighbor, and yeah. Yeah, uh, yes, so take responsibility and understand how destructive your anger is. Uh, I liked what you said, you gotta, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Yeah, second, second is watch your mouth. Let's, let's talk about mouths for a second. Watch, watch your mouth. Don't say something that's going to get you in trouble. And there's been some times that I've kind of said something at one point or another to where I thought, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. And usually it's a, the, the, the words hadn't even got like a foot from my mouth, and I'm trying to figure out how I put them back in. Mm -hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, watch, watch your mouth. Be cautious about uh, what you say. Here's a good verse for you. James chapter 1, verse 19. Um, it says, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So we're slow in two things, speaking and getting angry, and quick to listen. Mm -hmm. So obviously you're thinking things through and not just running your mouth. Uh, sometimes when people say something that frustrates you, you want to bite back and you don't always have to bite back. Or, as you say so eloquently in workshops, um, you don't always have to say everything you think. <laughs> that is true, and, and that is essential when it comes to anger. You, yeah. you definitely don't want to say everything you're thinking. Give us a third. So, uh, watch your speed. No, we're not talking about driving, right? We're talking about how it, our short fuse. Uh, watch speed. If you can kind of feel, you ever, you ever kind of feel, I can kind of feel myself every now and then. I'm not, I don't really have a short temper, but sometimes I kind of feel myself getting angry mm -hmm. and you kind of have to take a breath, count to 10. If you have a really short temper, you may need to count to 100. I don't know. But uh, when it talks about be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, watch your speed on that. Be cautious about that. You know, me and me and my, my little brother uh, grew up loving Fourth of July and popping fireworks. And we would save money and try really hard to go uh, buy a few fireworks and then go pop them outside to see the limit on some dirt road. This was a long time ago. And we would a lot of times take the little cheap black cats, the little bitty firecrackers, and instead of just doing one at a time, you could get them in a group of about a hundred and sometimes what you would do is you would just light one big fuse and they would all pop. You'd pop a hundred fireworks at one time and they just pop, 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 pop. But sometimes you'd go back through and dig through the pile and some of the fireworks wouldn't pop. Uh, and the ones that, that didn't catch fire and the fuse didn't light, you'd repop those. But every now and then you'd find one where the fuse had just kind of burned halfway down and, and it was like a short fuse. And my brother and I learned really quick, don't mess with those <laughs> because they get you in trouble. You'd always think, I can light this and throw it and, and then it will be fine. But you never could. You could never 
throw it fast enough. It always, that short fuse, by the time you got it lit, it was trying to blow up on you. And so we kind of learned at an early age, don't mess with those short fuses. Um, if you are, you know, single, if you are dating, uh, and you, uh, I'll just throw this out here. I don't know if single folks, I know, actually, I do know some single folks that listen to our podcast. And, and you meet someone that's got a short fuse, uh, man, you think twice about, is this the person I want to spend my life with if they can't get that under control? Um, you be cautious about people with short fuses. And you think ahead of time, hey, I, you know, make sure going into that engagement, whatever it is, I want to get to know this person because, hey, I need to, they need to be able to know that they need to watch their speed of how, how hot they get and how quick. Uh, give us two more. Give us one more. Okay, so uh, listen and think before you speak. Uh, I guess that goes back to that verse where we're going to be quick to listen uh, and slow to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, think before you speak. Think before you speak and try to plan out your words versus just throwing things out there. That can be really, really dangerous. Uh, number five, lengthen your fuse. That's just that simple. Uh, it's going to take being intentional at trying to figure out. It's going to take some accountability. You may have to tell your spouse, when I use that tone that uh, is a little harsh, I need you to point that out to me. Um, I need you to let me know when you feel like I'm getting angry because, uh, yeah, you're going to have to be intentional about trying to lengthen your fuse. You cannot just go, okay, I know I have a problem. You're going to have to work on it. It is really, really important that you do. Yeah. Uh, You know, one thing that helps anytime you have an issue of any kind, I think, is to uh, find some Bible verses that talk about that. And the Bible is full, like we mentioned earlier, of verses on anger. Um, Write those out on a card or print them out on your computer and and put them where you're going to see them often. You know, put put one on your bathroom mirror, put one in your car, put one uh, on your desk at work, uh, where you're constantly reminding yourself you know, God's not a fan of my anger, and I, I'm and I don't want to hurt my family. Don't want to say things that are that are going to be hurtful to anyone, and I, I want to get that under control. So just yeah, keep those near and, and just remind yourself, you know, several times a day that anger is not good. I had uh, an experience a few years ago that uh, I'm I'm not a I don't have a short fuse. Uh, I really don't struggle with anger and I'm thankful for that. I have I have other struggles, but anger's not one of them. But I had a I had an incident a few years ago that still really plays in my mind that gave me an opportunity to feel what it was like to be angry. Uh, I was running one morning with my friend Randy. It's about five o'clock in the morning, so not a lot of traffic. And we're running down a street and a pickup rolls up to a stop sign just about the time we are of course it's dark just about the time that we are uh, about to cross the intersection. And Randy goes, I don't think he's going to stop. And I said, why wouldn't he? He has a stop sign. And I kept going, and Randy stopped to see if he saw us, and obviously he didn't see us. And I wound up on the hood of that guy's pickup, and there for a second was thinking, as he kept going, that I was going to wind up underneath his truck. And my fight or flight kicked in. And I started beating the top of the hood of the pickup uh, and yelling and screaming because I was trying to get him to stop. And then when he did stop me, realized that he had just about run over somebody. Uh, I continued to yell and scream, and I felt really bad about it later. 
but I, it was just it was almost like I had turned into the Incredible Hulk in a sense <laughs> of just I mean I lost control and and he very nicely said I am so sorry I did not see you and I remember yelling loudly did you not see the big stop sign you know and and I I understand that that was my body kicking in to go hey you were fight or flight trying to save your life uh, but I also understand, I remember feeling a feeling of I have no control over myself. I'm screaming, I'm yelling, I want to hurt somebody. And I remember thinking, I am glad that that is not something that I do on a regular basis. Even in a situation like that, I later wanted to go find it. I didn't know who he was, but I wanted to go find that guy and apologize to him for, for just totally being out of control. But I also understood that uh, he probably realized he was embarrassed by everything that took place as well. But yeah, I remember that very vividly. And I still think often, I'm glad I don't do that on a regular basis where you just flat lose control and you're screaming and you're yelling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Finish uh, us up. Give, us a, give wow. us a concluding thought. What are you thinking on this? So I guess in conclusion, we'd have to say that angry outbursts and losing control uh, really cause you to lose the love of your spouse, um, to lose the respect of your spouse. It's, it is a real marriage killer. It really is. It is. And, and anger is, may not be something that y'all have a problem with in your marriage, but sometimes it's good to just rediscuss these things. And maybe it's just, uh, maybe you need to ask your spouse, do I get angry? Or do I have little angry outbursts? Do I have a tone I shouldn't have? Do I... Do I belittle you or say things that, uh, I mean, we talked about uh, calling names or, or yelling or is, are there times where I kind of, you know, maybe we need to ask those things every now and then. If you can't think of a time when you've done that, maybe your spouse goes, yeah, you, you may do that more than you think you do. Uh, and so that may be a good time to, to work on some of those things. But uh, if, if this is an issue, I hope you'll look out and you'll find some help. You'll talk to somebody. Maybe confess it to your spouse and just go, I am so sorry and I'm going to do better. And you may have already done that. You may have done that five times and, and, and you keep messing up. Don't quit trying to do better. Don't just say, well, I've tried and it didn't work. That's right. Uh, yeah, don't give up. Um, if you've tried doing it on your own and you just can't, like I said, don't, don't have too much pride to go talk to somebody else about it. Right. So sometimes that's what it takes. Thank you for joining me today, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It was a good day it to get this done. Day. I'm sorry we're a day behind. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We have a lot of good listeners. We have thousands. Uh, we're amazed at how many people listen. And uh, if you subscribe via Google or Spotify or uh, podcasts on, on the iPhone or Apple app, uh, if you could leave us a review or click those five stars or something just kind of help us get the word out all we want to do is spread the word of healthy marriages if somebody if somebody types in and and wants to find something on marriage it'll help pull ours up toward the top and we're just trying to get good message out about healthy marriages we we appreciate that very much so can you think of anything else i can't think of a thing next week we'll be back thank you for joining us have a great week folks see y'all next week